Hey, hellbodies, what's happening? It's Rachel Presser, your girl, the toad lady here. And today we're talking about exotic pets. This is definitely my wheelhouse. And so, yeah, the first thing you gotta know is that getting an exotic pet is a commitment. Just like how getting, you know, a dog or cat, pretty much any other pet is a commitment. The same is definitely true of exotics. I mean, they're not, they're not gifts. They're not toys. They're not impulse purchases. No, getting an exotic pet is a big deal, and a lot of people find that they're not really that prepared for it. And so if you've just been, if you're still just doing your research or you've been contemplating getting a pet that's not a dog or a cat, you know, finding the right care tips, you know, or like pretty much anything related to, you know, their behaviors and then finding the right supplies and veterinary care, it can be a lot harder because they're definitely not as universal as dogs or cats, like, yeah, you can't just, like, yeah, walk into a grocery store, go in the pet aisle, and be able to find, like, say, the right kind of worms or, like, you know, for a toad or frozen rats for a pet snake. Um, you have to, yeah, go to a specialty store for that. And even then, you may find the selection, you know, isn't as hot as, like, a small business, you know, would be a um, big shout-out to Doobie Deli and Jim's Worm Farm uh, for providing uh yeah really good insect selections to the herper community um oh yeah so if you ever heard the term herper community before that refers you know to herpetology which is the study of amphibians and reptiles which is my wheelhouse although exotic pets is more of an umbrella term that also encompasses you know birds uh rat you know, rabbits and gerbils uh, small animals spiders and, and so on although frogs and toads and then to a lesser extent lizards and snakes are really more my wheelhouse. I've been a toad mommy for over 25 years. And, you know, a lot of people say that they never met anyone who had a toad until they met me. And, um, yeah, there's kind of a divide in the Herbert community, actually, where, you know, you have, uh, my side, which is the, yeah, like, we are, we are toad parents. You know, we take our babies very seriously. Oh, we spoil the crap out of them. We we get them cute little hats and, you know, post them, post it on social media. And then people around the world just go, oh, that's so cute. And we, we totally live for it. And, you know, we, we live for basically, you know, trying to be as, as affectionate with our with our animals as possible. Um, but then you have the other side of the Herper community, which is extremely, like, they're very, like, showy. In some cases, more scientific. They're all, like oh, I'm keeping, you know, this, like, expensive, you know, exotic lizard just for show, um, you know, just to, yeah, like, take some, like, videos of the huge expensive setup I bought and show off, like, a car on YouTube, or, you know, they don't really, like, handle them that much, because as it is, some exotic pets actually should not be handled that much, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you know your pet pest, um, when it comes to frogs and toads especially, you do have to be very careful with this, not to overhandle them because it can be very stressful. And, you know, in some cases, for frogs in particular, what makes toads a better pet than frogs, in my opinion, is that you can handle toads a little more because their, their skin is dry. They don't lose moisture through their skin like frogs do. So with that said, um, yeah, no matter... Um, yeah, what side, though, of, like, that herper divide that you're on, you need to provide, you know, a proper habitat for, for your pet, as well as, you know, proper feeding and care. Um, a lot of people these days are actually getting accidental pet frogs or toads. Um, you know, you, you've probably seen them all over the news, all over social media, you know, where someone found a frog in a salad bag or box, and they're all like, oh my god, what am I going to do with this frog? And 
if you don't want to keep your accidental pet frog, the first thing you should do is contact a local zoo or aquarium if you don't have like a herpetological society nearby or if you don't know any like frog or toad people near you, you know, who can tell you, you know, what, you know, what to do. Because the last thing you want to do is release that animal in the wild because, you know, look, our food travels so much farther, you know, than it, than it does, um, you know, than it has in olden times or than it does in other countries. And you don't know if that, if that animal is actually, like, endemic to your area or not. So you always want to take precautions. Um, if, if you're looking for, I know if you're looking for frog and toad um, help specifically, um, I would highly recommend frog forums. Um, th that is more of, like I said, the very, like, scientific and, like, showy kind of side. Um, but Josh's Frogs is also a very helpful resource because these guys basically, you know, they sell captive bred um, pets. And, uh, you know, they're, yeah, like, as the name implies, they are best known for their frogs and toads. Um, yeah, like, they, they basically, like, breed their own frogs and toads as well as other animals at their facility in Michigan. And, um, yeah, they ship them out, you know, to, around the country and they're a regular at reptile shows. And I know if, if you're not familiar with the exotic pet trade, you probably just freaked out at the mention of shipping. It's actually quite common. It's, I mean, I, I would still prefer avoiding that route if possible, you know, just be able to, yeah, like take your pet home from a reptile show or from the actual shop if you can. Um, but they still know that they, they pack, you know, the boxes very well and make it as, you know, home-like as, as possible. Um, yeah, and they actually will, you know, use like overnight shipping and get them to you as fast as possible. When when I adopted my toad, Yael, may she rest in peace, um, I had her shipped and it was an overnight delivery and I was like freaking out, like hoping she was gonna, you know, get to me fine. And like, I was like praying I wouldn't be traumatized to find like, you know, a dead amphibian in the box. But I knew everything was okay when, you know, the, when I, my, my regular UPS man comes to the door. You no, know, he's, you know, I, I buy a lot of shit online, you know, so he, we, we were on a first name basis. So when Jorge came to my door, you know, with this little package that had all these stickers plastered on the side saying fragile handle with care, you know, I trusted he handled it with care. And he looked at me so weirdly when the box hopped. <laughs> the box actually hopped. So I knew my toad arrived safe and sound. <laughs> and I just knew when I when I carefully opened the box and that beautiful toad hopped right into my hands, I just knew she was gonna be a very special once in a lifetime companion. And I, I miss her a lot. She was Yael was a fantastic toad. <laughs> um and so yeah so I've told a lot of my Yael stories on my blog over at sonictoad.com and on my Twitter account. And I get a lot of questions, you know, about frog and toad care and like how, how they behave, you know, when, you know, when kept in captivity. Um, so Yael was actually a wild caught toad and I would not recommend getting wild caught while I do not regret my time with Yael and I would not, I, if I had a chance, I would, I would do it all over again. And especially since it turned out when I adopted her that she actually had been sick 
And, you know, I had to, I took her, because I took her to the vet, you know, right after I adopted her to get her checked out. And my poor baby had a parasite, which I had to give her medicine for. And so she may not have made it if I hadn't adopted her after all. So that's the way that that turned out. But in general, though, it's, it's best not to get a wild-caught pet, unless it's not endemic, like, uh, you know, if you're in Florida and you're going to get a cane toad or a Cuban tree frog, because those are invasive and, you know, ecologists want them out of the area. Um, with that said, though, um, yeah, a lot of people, you know, just confuse, uh, yeah, like, captive bred versus wild-caught. So captive bred, which is what Josh's Frogs does, they... They basically, yeah, like, breed their own, you know, pets from, you know, with the animals they already have. And they're experts in doing this. And so, like, these animals are basically bred in, in captivity and are used to being around humans from day one. A wild-caught animal, yeah, it's just taken right from the wild. You may not know how, how old it is. You may not know what that animal has been exposed to. So you have to be a lot more careful with that. And then there's also, yeah, like, tame versus domesticated. And so I used to confuse the two terms um, until, you know, until another scientist corrected me on this. Uh, tame is like, yeah, like dogs or cats because, yeah, they've been specially bred, you know, through millennia to, you know, to live with humans and basically, you know, be their pets, like, to serve a specific purpose. Um, whereas... You know, a whereas like a tame animal just means that, yeah, like this animal, you know, like you adopt this animal or in the case of some toads and frogs, they may adopt you, you know, especially since toads are actually pretty territorial. And if you ever like, you know, see a toad like on your porch um, or something and you see a toad, you see, you see toads out every summer, like that's actually the same toad or not of toads coming back. Um, they're not always going to be a different animal. So, yeah, I may have just settled like an old debate yours right there. Um, with, that, with that said, yeah, if you're going to get, yeah, whether it's a toad, a frog, a lizard, a snake, or something like a bird even, um, yeah, you want to make sure you have, you know, good resources for care, um, like as in like literal care, like, especially if you're going to travel, like can, do you know somebody who can take care of your pet? Like it's a lot, it is a lot harder to get, like even with the on-demand, you know, economy we have now, it is a lot freaking harder trying to get um, exotic pet care at the last minute. Even when you plan in advance, it is a lot harder to get. Um, you also take a lot of risk if you actually find a place that has an exotic pet kennel. That is unfortunately how I lost my Yael because, um, yeah, she, you know, amphibian diseases are unfortunately airborne and someone must have brought in a sick pet and then she got sick and, yeah, it was a horrible time. And so it's not, as a, you can't really, like, fault the kennel for that just because, like, those their diseases are so much harder to detect and you can never really tell so that's the thing you want to know, like, is my pet, you know, like, how, how can they get sick? You know, can it be airborne? Can it be um, bloodborne or foodborne? Some other way that could, that could happen. Um, you know, you want to do your research and try to, like, prevent these things before they happen. And then the last thing you also want to be, you know, aware of is, um, you know, what's also, like, the legal ramification, too, because while... There's a lot of things that just simply aren't fair. Like, yeah, like some animals are considered to be wild or exotic, like leopard geckos. When leopard geckos, you know, have been, yeah, in the pet trade, you know, for decades. And 
it is not the same as like an actual leper. And unfortunately, legislators and landlords and co-op boards and the like do not see it that way. Um, your homeowner's insurance may not see it that way. In some cases, like if you have like a very large lizard, like an iguana or like a black throat monitor, they can actually void your homeowner's insurance completely. They, they, they may drop you if something happens and, um, yeah, they or they or they, even they just find out that you have that kind of pet. They can drop you. I have seen that in the herping community. It's so like my little toad may know is not going to be a problem, but if you've got this like huge ass lizard that needs a lot of space, then suddenly like your iguana gets mad and like tail whips something, and then you know like a big like pipe work breaks or something. Um, yeah, you you could be like. In, in deep shit with your homeowner's insurance that they find out you have an exotic pet. So you definitely want to check, you know, their particular fine print first um, before you make that commitment. And yeah. So I'll be, yeah, I'll be doing some more exotic pet content, you know, over at Home Stratosphere. Let me know what kind of stuff uh, you want to see up there. Stay tuned on the website. Uh, follow us at Home Stratos on Twitter. And I'll catch you again next time.